Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And it is that time. Fix it radio. KLZ five sixty. We're live on this Saturday, March the eighteenth. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Larry Unger, of course, answering phones. Charlie Grimes, of course, our engineer. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Don. And for a lot of you that are looking out the window thinking, wow, it looks like a really nice day. Well, if it were warmer, it would be. Yeah, it's, it's not that bad. 25 degrees this morning right now. It could now, be it worse. it feels warmer than that, but it is only 25. It could be worse. Yeah, it could be some white stuff on the ground, yep. I guess. Uh, and, and we've not had one of those huge March storms like we've typically gotten now are we out of the woods yet when it comes to that i don't believe we are still got april and may to go through still have well in two another couple of weeks even of march now there's nothing on the horizon so i think you're safe as far as that goes but a lot of you will be out today doing different things uh maintenance wise and just you know getting ready for summer and all that i will say i think it's a little early for you know getting out you know, patio furniture and all those sorts of things. Maybe a week or two. You know, it won't be won't be that far from that Easter as it rolls around here in a couple of weeks. We're getting closer and closer. And if it were a warmer day today, I would almost say, yeah, go ahead and start doing some things along those lines. But it's not super warm, so we do have some maintenance tips and things we'll talk about when it comes to uh, spring and what do you do. And last week being the time change and we've got longer daylight in the evenings now which gives people the opportunity to come home from work even and do a few things so we've got a few things that we'll we'll chat about if you if you've got a question 303-477-5600-303-477-5600 text line as well you can call that as always 307 200 307 282.22. Last week, we ended up talking about barbecues, barbecue maintenance, and we started that because one of you called or one of you texted it and had some questions, and that just led from one question to, like it always does, from one question to another to another to another. So, so if one of you has something you'd like to discuss or chime in on, please let us know. Again, 303-477-5600. But, Jeff, it is getting to be that time of the year where folks are looking at, okay, Monday is spring. Yeah. And which is the 20th. And people are starting to think, okay, now that we're officially, quote unquote, out of winter, what do I need to start doing around the house to, you know, get a few things done? Well, I started trimming up the bushes and cutting out a lot of the dead stuff, and the wife's having a heart attack. Well, it's that time of the year to do that. So if there's, and we talked about this even a couple of weeks ago, Larry and I did, that yes, getting some of that trimming done, whether it be, yeah, you know, everything from you know rose bushes, trees, and yep. so on. Now we've talked about this in the past. Certain trees you need to trim in certain ways. If you don't know specifically how to trim your tree, I would say get that done professionally because I've seen a lot of things get really screwed up and even damaged by people trimming trees that don't know. Now, you know, bushes and different things along those lines they're pretty tough to to kill off. I mean, they're pretty resilient, and you can usually handle that. Now. Well, we have some winter kill from this last winter with some of the deep snow that we had and the cold. 
I don't know. A few years ago, we had a similar winter where it was really cold, and we did end up with some winter kill. So don't be surprised if you've got some things that may don't look quite the same this year as they did last. Hard to say. Well, and you could, you know, like rose bushes and stuff like that, you can kind of look at them and little stuff is. and Where your dead stuff is, yeah. 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 And if it's if it's and they're pretty resilient, you can pretty much cut a rose oh, bush you, back to almost nothing, and they'll you, still grow. You can whack them babies back all the way. You can. You could literally <laughs> just have almost a stub sitting there, and yep. you're probably still going to be okay. That happens to be one of those where if you don't have much of a green thumb, you're not going to get in too much trouble because you can trim those back quite. Especially some of the more wildish rose bushes. Oh yeah. Um, I can't remember. There's different you know species of those and different names, and I don't know all of them. I apologize. It's my wife's area of expertise not mine i don't know that very well uh but i can tell you that there's a lot of things where you can start taking and she's been doing that to your point jeff as well taking a lot of the dead things out and start getting some things tossed and you know the other thing too this time of year a lot of you that have like austrian pine trees that have dropped their needles they're pretty much done with that you know the needle shedding so you can start cleaning some of those things up and getting those things you know get that that uh, debris and you want to get that stuff up yeah, get as much of that. There's Those are heavy iron. Uh, they'll even do some staining and things yeah. if you leave them laying around. So you want to get a lot of that stuff cleaned up. A, it's a fire hazard because it's very, you know, tinderish, if you would. So getting a lot of that stuff cleaned up is good. They're also a habitat for rodents and things like that also. So you want to make sure that you're those things cleaned up to avoid that. That's the other thing. And we don't – we get into this really about a couple times a year, typically spring – and fall when it comes to the rodents and what you do to eliminate that. And we've covered that a lot in the past. Some of you had your little, have your own little secret potions of what you do to eliminate rodents and you know keeping them out of the house or your barn or your shed or whatever. I will tell you that in my world, and I've just become a huge believer in them because they work, and that is the electronic repellent devices where you just plug them into the outlet and even for folks that have you know cars where there's an issue with them getting cars, yep. if you can run a little extension cord and put that device really close to the car, you will eliminate them getting near there. It puts out a frequency and it varies in in what it you know what it does and the sound that it makes to the to the rodent itself. And will it repel them? I I will give personal testimony that it does for me. Yes, and it I does. live I live more in the country where I've got open fields and things around me. Have some of my own fields even. And I will tell you that, yes, they do a really good job of repelling. Now, I will also say that, and I'm not as good about this as I should be. Occasionally, I will pay attention, and I should probably just put it on a calendar. You need to move those ever so often. Not not a lot, but just kind of rotate those around a little bit and move them around. And, you know, n- not that they're getting used to it per se, but there's just different tones and different... I'm guessing echoes and things like that that'll happen depending upon what you've got in your building or the shed or whatever it happens to be. So moving them around a little bit isn't going to hurt. And and everybody always asks me, where do you buy those? I do not know the brand name. I just know you can go to either the Lowe's repellent aisle or the Home Depot repellent aisle or the Ace repellent aisle. Any of the aisles you go to in the repellent area where you go to find rodent repellent, you will find these little handy... Uh, electronic devices they're typically sold in a two or a three pack i would rather buy the small ones in a two or three pack versus the large one i haven't found the large ones by the way to do any different than the small little round ones are not much bigger than a half dollar you plug those into an outlet and you're good to go so there's really no need to go out and spend a lot of money on those just buy the two or three pack 
they're 25 bucks or so for a three-pack, I want to say. At least they used to be. They may have gone up now with inflation, but still it's a pretty handy way to get rid of rodents or keep them out. You're not getting rid of them. You're just keeping out of the stuff you want them kept out of. I just normally put them by the doors. So they can't come in. And if you can keep them from getting in, you're good. good. Joe, you're up, sir. Go ahead. John, if you don't have pets, one of the things I've found works great, you know, for your garage and outside the house are these uh, very hard uh, grain bait logs. They're about six inches long and and an Mm -hmm. inch in diameter. Well, Um, really quick, Joe, if you've got pets, they make a container you can put those in that still keep them pet friendly. Right. And I would put those, you know, of course, I lived out in the country and we had field mice coming in. And I would put them outside, like my basement doors. I'd put them in my garage. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd even put them on my workbench. I would find mouse droppings on my garage workbench. And I would put those bait logs. I wouldn't put the whole six inch. What I would do is I would take the six inch and cut it in half or break it in half. And I'd put a three inch piece here, a three inch piece there. You know, I put the three inch pieces outside all my doors. I put three inches by where the. the service, you know, the gas lines and whatnot, you know, penetrated the walls of my house. Um, and you can actually see, you know, if, if you put it out there for three or four days and it's still not been gnawed on, well, then it's, you know, then move it someplace. But I had I had great luck, great, great luck uh, with, the, with the bait logs. And if you have an unfinished basement. Mm-hmm. Um, Good point. Uh, because, you know, once they, you know, you don't want to, if you've got a finished basement with carpet, you don't want a debt. You don't want mice dying on your carpet. But I no. would put them, even in my basement. I would put him in my utility room. Of course, you know, like you're, uh, even in the wintertime, you're, um, you've got condensate coming off your furnace, and that's going to go to a floor drain. Right. And I had a, uh, I had an, uh, just a concrete floor utility room off my finished basement, and I and that's where uh, the mice would go because there is water coming down, you know, yep. coming off that condensate pump. And I would put him in that uh, uh, utility room, unfinished space, um, and I had tremendous luck with the bait locks. You know, they're cheap, yeah. they're easy. But again, if you've got if you've got uh, pets, you know, animals, as you said, you have to be careful. And they do make a container for those. But uh, I found those. Eat, and there's no now you you don't have to take a glove and pick up a dead mouse now and then, but. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's not a big issue if you if you have. And again, as long as you're um, Paying attention to that, checking those periodically. If you do find a dead one, get rid of it, of course. You, you know the routine, Joe, just making sure that everything's dialed in. And I, I, there's so many other things now, and yes, you can still buy regular mouse traps and go that route if you want. I've, I've found there's better ways to do that than dinking around with traps and you know trying to play that game. Now, I also have had some listeners that have recommended the... You know, you take a five-gallon bucket, you put a little ramp on it, you put, I don't know, about six inches of water in the bottom of the bucket, and that slick, slippery bucket edge, you know, they cannot get out of that bucket, and they'll, believe it or not, they will climb up, just they're out of curiosity, they'll climb up that ramp, drop into the bucket, and I've got numerous listeners that have farms and things like that that use that method that, that do really well. I, I use the other two methods, Joe. I use the electronic devices and the the bait and I, I i i tend to do just fine doing it that way yeah and again i just kind of like the uh, uh the bait loss because you can literally just toss them i mean right you know, i take those the six inch pieces break them in half and i just toss a three inch chunk here three inch chunk there put them in your garden put them by your front steps and um in fact if you're not sure if you have mice in your basement uh just put a couple of those three inch uh, three inch chunks of bait log down there and 
come back two inches later, uh, two days later, and see if they've been gnawed on. If they do, you've got mice in your basement. So, yep. yeah, I know. By the way, that's a good way. If you if you don't know that you do, yeah, throw some down there. And if you don't see anything, you know, chewing away at them, then you're in pretty good shape. If you've noticed they've been chewing away at it, then you've got them. Yep. yep. And, and 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 for folks listening to folks will say, well, I live in the I live in the city. Why would I have? They're everywhere, Joe, as They're you know. Everywhere. It doesn't make any difference where you live. You can be out in the country. You can be in the city. In fact, I will say, Joe, that I think it's as bad in some of the city areas as it is in the country because in the country, they've got other things to go. You know, what they're looking for I, is a place to, to hide. They're looking for a place to you know, have babies and so on. You know, in nature, they can do a lot of that on their own. But when they're in a city, where are they doing that at? In your ass. And by the way, I found I found infestations tend to get worse in the winter. I don't know if they can sense the heat. In they your can. House. They can. Um, yes. You know, so it, it yeah. was now they're not really, dumb. They're looking to go inside where it's warm. They're not stupid. Where it's warm, and you'd be amazed. The other thing, um, if you don't have it, uh, where if you look, if you open the uh, uh, the closets under your under your stove, if you have a gas stove, where those gas pipes come in, mm. um, there's a, a wall penetration in the cabinet or whatever. You need to stuff that with some really yeah. heavy, coarse steel wool. Good yep. point. That's where the, that's where they'll come in. In fact, I was. They can put their one, head through it. They can get in. One morning, I was sitting in my um, sitting in my living. It was early, like five thirty in the morning. It was quiet, and I hear stuff. Or I hear stuff rustling in the drawer. You know where I keep the cooking utensils, and I hear stuff rustling in the drawer. And I open the drawer, and here's a mouse. In the drawer Nick, under my stove, Jeez. and he had come right up through the you know through the pipes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yep. So you know, I, so I did two things. Up, I obviously had to clean it out, and there was you know rodent poop in the in the drawer and whatnot, and wash all the appliances. But after that, I stuffed heavy duty cabinet where the oh, good idea. Pans were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you don't have, uh, yeah, I'm really quick too, Joe. And what you just said a moment ago about gloves and. Folks, and most of you know this, but just to reiterate, it's one of those, you know, the droppings are one of those things that you also have to be very careful with because they can carry all sorts of different, really life-threatening disease and so on, especially depending upon who you are and what you're sensitive to. There there has been numerous cases, Joe, throughout the years where people have gotten extremely ill from, from messing around with, you know, droppings. Yep. Yeah, the hantav- they, that carries the hantavirus. That's right. And the hantavirus can can be give you it can if you have if you're immunocompromised it can be it can be life threatening for some individuals yes right so again don't handle dead mice with your bare hands I know nope. hey, I'm a guy you know but no 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 uh, no it's, yeah it's nothing to do with how tough you are this is all for your health right all for your health so again you know steel wool around any penetration into the house same thing in your basement go look go look at where the yeah. pipes come into your house through the wall where your cable TV service comes in yep. Where your gas pipe comes in, where your water line comes in. Mm-hmm. I've seen them get. slip through holes, Joe, that you would look at and think, how in the world did I just witness what I witnessed? But again, if they can get their little teeny head through that hole, their body will follow. Yep. On my, on my garage, John, where I had that little uh, rubber uh, uh, flap, yeah. little, little rubber, you know, that got, uh, John, they would chew it away right at the, where the, uh, get where in. Met, right where the, yep. where the garage door meets the concrete. Yep. And you got that little rubber flap, and I could see they chewed it in, and there was a little, I don't think it was as big as a penny, John, a little tiny, I mean, you could stare at it, and you can see daylight, about a penny, yep. and mice were getting, they chewed that little rubber flap yep. at the bottom, and they came right in. Oh, they're so, destructive little boogers, let me tell you, as you know. Right. 
<laughs> so again, look at the look at your garage door rubber molding. Yep. And if it's been chewed away at the bottom, that's where they're coming in. Yep. They and they will get in. And once, of course, they're in the garage. The other thing people don't realize, Joe, is they're sneaky little boogers. I mean, you keep the door open even long enough to where you're maybe you're running groceries in and out or whatever. If they're out, yep. if they're out in the garage, they'll run right in the house that yep. fast. Right, and that's why I would always keep bait, bait logs in my garage, you know, yep, on the, they are. the garage. Well, and Joe, really quick, this is also for not trying to pick at anybody, but this is another reason why the cleaner you keep the garage, the less of this issue you have. What I mean by that is a lot of folks will feed their pets out in the garage or they keep the dog food in the garage, and that's another deal, Joe, to where, you know, if there's any kind of food whatsoever, dog food, cat food, anything like that, those mice can smell that, they'll go after it, once it's there, they'll use that, bring it back to their nest. I mean, it's just a continual, like, feeding frenzy, if you would. So the cleaner you keep everything, floor, et cetera, the better off you're going to be. And, John, a quick story. When I was living in New York State, we had a barn. And we had barn cats, so we would put out a bowl of uh, cat food for the barn. Mm-hmm. And I went out one night to, to turn off the barn lights. And I walk out there, and we had a black and white cat. And I opened the door, to the little man door to the barn. And I see the black and white cat eating out of the, the cat dish. Except when I looked again, it was a skunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh my word! Eating, eating out of the, the old striped uh, the cat. cat. Yeah, Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> eating out of the cat dish. <laughs> oh my word! Yeah, that's one where you're just like, okay, we'll let you finish. Yeah, we'll let you finish. But no, so <laughs> if you've got a barn and you're putting and you're putting cat food down in my oh. barn in Colorado, uh, we kept the cat food. We had a we had a heated tack room, and we right. You know, we didn't put it on the on the open barn floor where critters can come in. But uh, if you're if you've got barn cats, yeah. Um, if you leave food out, you're going to have skunks. You'll have raccoons coming in. We also had a raccoon problem in New York State. Well, trash pandas. Yeah. Uh, trash pandas. So, <laughs> so, you got to you got to watch the raccoons in the doggy doors. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And the same thing if you've got grain. Well, of course, in the barn. Uh, actually, we had pretty good. You know, of course, when you're feeding horses. And you're putting, you know, oat and corn grain there. They're slopping grain. They're spilling grain. It, uh, you just ca- couldn't keep the barn free of of uh, loose grain because it was everywhere. That's, that's right. The barn. That's what we had the barn cats for, and they did an amazing job, by the way. All right. Somebody else just mentioned, too, bird seed. That's the other one you got to watch for. You spill a little bird seed, you know, filling your feeder or whatever. They'll go after that stuff as well. Yep. A- so. Any kind of any anything they can eat, Joe, as you know, and, and or nest with, they're going after. They will. They will. Yep. Hey, uh, you can t- on Drive Radio, you got my email about uh, my snow tire question, right? I, you know, I haven't seen that, Joe. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. but my question is, John, we've had uh, 2.3 inches of snow in the greater New York area so far this winter. And, uh, you know, we might get another inch before the end of April. So I want to know, should I put my snow tires on? Or wait <laughs> I think given the winter you've had, you're safe taking them off and going back to summer, no, no, no. Joe. No, no, my question is... My question is, I never put them on, so should, but given the probability... Oh, so, well, given might, this big storm you've got coming in, should you add them? Yeah, well, they said, you know, there's a possibility historically that we get up to an inch of snow in April. So my question is, given the fact that we might get an inch of snow in April, should I put the snow tires on now or wait till November? Yeah, I think I'd just wait till November at this point, given your track record so far this year. 2.3 inches for the entire winter, John. That's all 2. you've 2. had. Now, have you had 2. rain or anything else, or is that just it, period? Oh, no, we've had, we've had a ton of rain. Just no snow. So just just 2.3 inches of total snowfall this, this wow. winter season. Well, well, El Nino starts up here fairly quickly, so maybe that'll change things. Who knows? Next right. year might be different. Oh, and uh, good news, by the way, Monday is the vernal equinox. Equal daylight and equal night on, on Monday. Very nice. 
and then right. we start going the other way where we get more uh, daylight than than we do darkness. Right, and you'll get and every starting Monday you'll get more daylight and less night yep. every day till I think it's uh, no, late October, November when you get the autumnal. Go back October. the other way, yeah. Go back yeah. the other way, Joe. Good stuff as always. Appreciate you. All right. Take all right, guys. have a good one. All right, we'll be right back. Don't forget uh, Stack Optical for all of your vision needs, whether you need just an exam, you want to get glasses, you just need help deciding what do I need, what can you do, how can you help me. Alan Stack and his team can do anything you need, literally. And uh, the majority of what you would want, they make on site, as far as the lenses are concerned. Of course, they don't make the frames. They would bring those in, but they make the lenses themselves right there. That's why they can customize whatever you need done. 303-321-1578. Tell Alan for sure you listen and that we sent you. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 321 buy down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913 with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over 748 a month or less the first year, 511 the second, 262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Leuenberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. 
You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. All right, Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. And we got into talking about rodents. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Larry Unger answering phones, of course, and Charlie Grimes, our engineer. One thing that uh, we were talking about during the break, too, to make note of, most of you would know this, but, you know, we get people that, you know, different reasons, different things happen, and maybe you don't, you know, maybe you're not super aware of certain things. But even the bagged, Food, dog food, cat food, whatever it is. If you're leaving that out in a garage area, even on a shelf or on a counter, something along those lines, maybe you got a workbench or something, the mice, if left long enough, left alone long enough, smell that, which they will, they will chew a hole in the bag and yep. get to said food. So if you're going to store anything like that out in an area Along those lines, you, you need to keep it in a place where you know they just can't climb up to it, or you better put it in a plastic container, yeah. one of the two, or they will get into Good, it. Good, heavy plastic container. Same with uh, if you do your own gardening and you hold seeds over oh. for, uh, like, flowers and stuff like that, uh, you want to bag those and keep them up high, hang them from a rafter or something like that. Put them in a high cupboard, something, you know, they're not getting into, whatever well, you, the case. You, yeah, you kind of need, it's kind of like a bear deal. Uh, you want to keep them where they can't get to them because cupboards and stuff like that are no problem. But uh, my mom used to do that, and mm. we'd find them all over the place. Yeah, and those but, of you that are listening, of course, you you know whether you've got more of an issue than others. Now, the other thing that we've talked about in the past, and it's always been a topic even on drive radio, is of course the rabbit side of the fence, which the rabbit is a whole nother conversation. They're not coming in the house, but they will get in your car. And this is why it's more of a drive radio topic, but I'll cover it here as well. Foreign cars especially, they like the taste of the soy. The the coating on the wires is made of soy. And they like the taste of that. So they will literally chew through a wiring harness in no time flat. Heater ducts. People will think, well, a car is only parked for just a couple of days. Well, it doesn't take much for them to go out there and do that. We had experience with that with a family member oh, about a year ago, roughly. And, yes, you may think, well, I move the car on a pretty routine basis. Well, if you've got a high concentration of rabbits... Where you're at, they will get into that, you know, they, they 
keep in mind the engine bay is open from the yeah. uh, from the bottom side. You'll think, well, how do they get in there? The hood's closed, all that. Well, they can climb up through the underside, and again, a rabbit can get into spots. As, it, the, the rule of thumb is, if they can get their head through it, the rest of the body will follow. Well, we've seen them chew through plastic undershields well, to get to it, to get to stuff. Yeah. And I mean, you know, heater vents. Uh, we had a couple throughout the years where no heat and you can't find anything wrong but you can't get any air coming out the deal and you pull the heater motor out and you get a big red mice nest in it you know fuel injector harnesses i don't know how many of those we oh yeah there. no they they yeah they they like <coughs> jeeps and it doesn't even have to be you know thick wires it could be some of the thinnest wires which by the way at times for technicians depending upon where they've chewed the wire at can be very difficult even for them to find what's gone on so you know for a lot of you where it's all of a sudden you know everything's been fine then all of a sudden one day you've got all sorts of things that have gone haywire uh you need to really double check to make sure you haven't had a rodent issue of some kind typically a rabbit a big problem back in the day i don't know if it still is at dia where people were leaving their cars for you know a week or so go on a trip come back and Things wouldn't start, or they'd have all sorts of problems. In the same situation, the rabbits had gotten up in there and chewed through the wiring harness and so on. Rental cars are still having that problem. Yeah, so it, it, it happens. So if you're in an area where you've got a bad rabbit infestation, now I also will, will tell you that the electronic devices even work for the bunnies. So if you've got a car where you're like, well, I'm going to have to park this thing for a few days or a few weeks, uh, not only should you have a, you know, you should have electricity nearby for the battery tender side of things because you want to keep the battery up. Well, while you're at it, in the same cord, just put, you know, a double connector at the end of the cord and put a, you know, electronic device to get rid of them at the same time as you're plugging in your battery tender. And now yeah. you're, you know, kind of killing two birds with one stone and away you go. And it will keep those those rabbits out of the engine bay area and just from out and around the car. And, and in this area, um, if you... Live in an area where you don't have rabbits, I'd like to meet you. Because well, they're the, everywhere. The biggest problem is we had that uh, virus come in and kill a lot of the foxes off. Yeah, yeah there's no predators. That's, there's not, not enough predators. No. Now, if you've got you know, dogs and you've, you've, you know, you've got a, maybe a full-fenced yard where they're able to keep those things down, you won't have as big of a problem. The problem is most of us have dogs that are in one area of the yard, not the whole area. And wherever the dogs aren't, and even if you have a dog like I do, the rabbits will still be around because sometimes they're not paying full attention to what's going on and the rabbits i mean the, the, again they're just like any other rodent they're going to go wherever they can be fed and yep. feel safe and warm and so on and that's exactly what they do so anyways that's uh that's probably enough conversation on the rodent thing that they they get into places that you would be absolutely shocked at and the the other thing it's not as bad now but it will be as we get back into the fall so I'll try to cover it then and that's the squirrels and where they nest and so on squirrels will try to get into attics and up underneath the eave of the house and different things along those lines as well and again they're another rodent they'll do exactly the same thing they'll try to get into places that is extremely difficult to eradicate them from the best thing to do is to keep them from getting in in the first place that's for sure you do that with you know tight chicken wire and all sorts of things that way so yeah they're 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 just again and a lot of people think oh they're cute furry and lovely well and still they start tearing stuff up and they will they can create a lot of damage they can create a ton of havoc and get in places that then they can't get out of 
which then creates its own issue because then they can do all sorts of damage trying to get out of wherever it is they are. So, yeah, that's one of those things where uh, if you can keep the rodents out in the first place, you'll be a lot better off. And, and if any of you have any secrets to any of that, please let us know. Send them in via email. We'll share some of those secrets as well. But some of the things that I personally have found work are the things that we were just done sharing. <clears throat> excuse me, with things that we just got done sharing. So if any of the rest of you have any tips on that, let us know. Russ and Cheyenne, what's going on in Cheyenne today, Russ? Hey, how you doing? We are good. Um, you know, I've got a big park behind my house. It's got a pond and a it's a overflow through stormwater. And so every fall I have a massive mouse problem. Yeah. Because they come out of the reeds and yep. um, start looking for uh Yeah, they went home. They're not dumb. Yeah. And uh so like you're saying, your seeds and everything, you, you've got to put those in containers. Yep. Um, the fertilizers. I had a, we had a really rough winter a couple of years ago, and I hadn't been in one of my sheds for, you know, the entire winter. And the next spring I got in there and had a massive infestation. And they had taken, you know, you get those coconut liners for the uh, planters and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they had removed all that stuff that I had tucked up all the way in the rafters. Wow. They had pulled all that down. Yep. Um, they had basically anything that they could eat, they have, wow. or they had at that point. Wow. Um, I mean, they were living on the fertilizer. Unreal. So I've just gotten to the point where if you put stuff out in your shed, you know, either Tupperware containers, especially for the seeds. Yep. Um, Tupperware containers or those, you know, airtight containers. And then the, uh, uh, all my, uh, fertilizers go in a steel trash can now. Yeah. Yeah. And people think, well, uh, fertilizer, why would, they? well, cause the fertilizer has a lot of organics in it and they'll eat that. Yeah. And they, it's just like the, the wiring on the cars with the soy in it. There's yep. just enough organic in it. That, and they, they live well on it apparently. I guess so. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, people tend to forget, and you just brought up a great point, was you know, being in the rafters and things like that. If the surface of any area, board, wall, whatever, is a little bit rough where they can get their you know, tiny little you know, fingernails or claws or whatever into that, they can scurry right up that, no problem. Now, if it's very slick, like drywall, they have a hard time climbing drywall, and if it's, unless it's got some sort of a you know, thick texture or something like that on it, Russ. But uh, your regular, a regular 2x4, they can scale that thing like no tomorrow. Wire. And like... They can they can jump four feet. Oh yeah, they can. Sure. Oh yeah, they'll just jump up on so. stuff. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, good I mean, point. If you got a you got a counter, they got no problem getting into your upper cabinet. None at all. They they'll scurry that. across and go from one drawer to the next. Again, they they've got multiple yep. ways. I mean, I've seen them even get into toolboxes and things like that, Russ. Where you're like, how in the world are they getting in a sealed toolbox? All they need is a little hole somewhere on the underside of that toolbox, and up they go. Yep. Yeah. So. The one thing I found that I do is I, I buy fox urine, and I put it on cotton balls. And I, if I store vehicles, I put it under the hood. If I, uh, it, you know, in my sheds, I keep it in there now because uh, that fox urine, they, they think there's a predator in there, and they just stay away. Um, it, is, it has been a magical thing for my keeping, keeping the mice out of stuff. Interesting. Um, and and so you just buy other, that at like one of your outdoor stores or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I just get it at the 
at one of the hunting supply stores. But it uh, the other nice thing is it keeps my dogs out of my sheds. Okay. Uh, you know, because you got a lot of chemicals. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And even my dogs are like, Ooh, there's something in there I don't want. So. Yeah. Good uh, point. It just, you know, I I worry about the dogs and the chemicals in the sheds. I sure. never really wanted them in there, but since I've started doing the the fox urine, it it really it keeps everybody out of the sheds you don't want in the shed. Good idea. So, How often do you have to do that, Russ? Um, you know, I do it on cotton balls. And so I do it in the fall and I don't ever have a problem again. Hmm. So now in cars. So once a year is all you do really. Is, yeah. Yeah, I just I just uh, do it in the in the fall and usually once you get past that main you know cold spell where they start looking, they've already moved on. The the biggest problem like you guys would have in your city is you got somebody that's a hoarder yep. or that's right. you know, and, and they wind up moving or something like that. That pushes all those rodents out of that house. True. And you can wind up with an infestation. No, you're right. I, I mean, I, I feel at times that even though in the last two houses I've had have been all next to open fields and so on, and, you know, you deal with different things, field mice and so on. Voles is another big deal. I'm always dealing with this time of the year from the winter because the voles like to get out in the grass and dig their tunnels and so on but i will say that what you just said a moment ago um don't have that big of an issue with me it's sort of just kind of a standard all the time because of what i've got around me and i don't have what you just said because yeah that that moving people in and out and so on and just disrupting what their normal patterns are could even shove them more your way yeah yeah that's that's the biggest thing is is especially like if you live in a trailer park um People moving in and out of trailers mm-hmm. can really, yep. really move the rodents around. Good point. Yep. No, that's a great so, point. I really hadn't thought about that, but you're right. Any, any times things get disturbed, it's rustling them around and moving them around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They they like they like their quiet. They like their yes, they do. They yep. So. No, you are correct on that. But, no, straight up. But definitely the fox urine is the okay. easiest way to just get rid of them. Okay. They, just, they avoid it. Okay. They think there's somebody in there to eat them. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, I had also somebody say that if you're storing a car, and I do know this works as well, uh, really high-scented dryer sheets, you could put two or three of those on the seats of the car, down the floorboards. If you're trying to keep the the rodents out of the inside of the car, that's another one that does that as well. So, you know, your, your method, Russ, or throw some dryer sheets on the floorboard or whatever, if you're trying to keep them out of the inside of the car, that works. Because they don't like that fresh smell. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I I usually just, like, because I had the mice eat the wiring harness out of my one of my kids' uh, beetles. Yep. Um, over a winter. Yep. Because I'd bought it for them. They hadn't started quite driving yet. I had it parked, and they just they they had literally stripped the wiring. Harness. Oh yeah, they will yeah. literally. Yeah, they'll eat it right off. That's right. Just like they'll the bark chew off through the tree. Oh yeah. Doesn't matter. They'll yeah, chew them too. To I think they use it for the dental floss, floss Ross. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Yeah, I had to go to the junkyard and just pull a whole harness out of another oh, car. Oh, yeah, I've, no, I've fixed a few that way. Literally, I think they use it like dental oh. floss because, man, it gets down to nothing. Yeah, it, yeah. it was amazing. It so, really is. The, it, the, fox, the fox urine under the hood takes care of that. Good idea. Too, so. Great idea. That's a good tip. Appreciate oh. that. All right. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate it very much. And we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, again, phone number 303-477-5600. Text line 307 307- 200 8222 Fix It Radio KLZ 560. We'll be right back.
You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your family is protected. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, 511 the second, 262 the third with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan to value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, 
298191 and rates subject to change. All right, we are back, and a couple of people asked, what was Russ's secret one more time? So Russ up in uh, Cheyenne said, use cotton balls with fox urine on them, and he only does that at the early stages of fall or as you head into winter, and Larry's even in there nodding his head saying, yep, that works as well, and uh, he just does that on a cotton ball, puts that wherever he doesn't want the critters to get in, and says it works extremely well. Jeff... Uh, where do you get fox urine? Most of your outdoor stores will have that, you know, your hunting supply stores and things, unless you want to go try harvesting it your, yourself. I guess you could carry a little cup around. and Piece of the fox around. <laughs> Anyways, Jeff in western Montana, you're up. Uh, that's a picture I just don't even want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm sorry. Urine, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe you could put a diaper on it. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, I, I want to see that guy also. Yeah, yeah that, that that's going to work out well. It's like with cats. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just enjoying a beautiful morning up here. We got sunshine, no wind. It's warming up. So. Yeah. How, what's your temperatures been like, down. Jeff? Um, we've been sub zero, sub freezing overnight, and then uh, into the 30s and 40s during the day. Okay, so. it's about like us. Yep. We are very close to uh, Colorado, except we're on the average about two to three degrees, three, four degrees uh, colder than you guys. But we're lower elevation, but further north, so same kind of mountains. And it's really odd that uh, our rainfall is about the same as yours, hmm. 14 to 17 inches. So. That yeah, is. That's pretty uh, amazing. It's, it's, just like, it's just like Colorado, except we have more oxygen and fewer people. Oh, uh, I could use that. I'm yeah. envious. So yeah, my two, my two, uh, my two uh, nemeses are uh, first of all um, pocket gophers. We live about four miles mm-hmm. outside of town, and there's a lot of agriculture around us. And I'm looking out now at new little mounds of pocket gophers, and I got a little gopher smoker in the fall that. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a hose. It's basically an engine, and you just fire up the engine and put the exhaust hose down in the hole and let it fill up with, mm-hmm. with noxious fumes. So, trying to stay ahead of them that way. Uh, and the other thing is barn swallows. I have a we have a walkout uh, basement, and for some reason, the last couple three years, we had a family of swallows make a nest on the drain pipes, and. Uh, I like to have them around to kill the mosquitoes, but mm. dang, they make a mess down there. It's hard for anybody to enjoy the patio down there. Mm-hmm. So I'm investigated different ways to keep them away, and I think this year it's just going to be plain old uh, wire, you know, a, yeah. a small hole, small gauge wire yeah. that you just tack up with staples. Yeah. <clears throat> Hardware cloth. That too. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, just staple that, and it's only in one joist. You know, I don't have to put it all the way across. I just have to cut my that one area, inch sections. Okay, and staple them up. So, so yeah, but I mean that's a it's a small price. I had a house once where I had to do that very similar thing, Jeff. Yeah, and once you kind of get used to it, you yeah, don't even notice it's there anymore. Yeah, and uh, 
I, I put a house up for them, and they said, no, thank you. We like where we're at right now. So Of course. We'll try it again. We'll try it again once I cover it up and see if they uh, say, all right, well, we'll go out to the slums. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Oh, they can be oh, yeah, aggravating yeah, yeah, for everybody yeah. listening. I mean, we all know. I mean, literally, it can be one of the most aggravating things there is. Well, I have little rubber mats down, well, big rubber mats down underneath it to catch the bird poop that, mm-hmm. that drops there, and uh, just so I don't have to sit there and scrub it down in the fall. But, yeah, hopefully this year I can dispense with all of that. So, nice. Good luck with that. But you guys, <laughs> thanks. If it wasn't for my bad luck, I wouldn't have any at all. There you, there go. you go. Yep. <laughs> Well, hope you're having a good day, you know, good weather there as well. Not too bad. About the same as you, actually. Really yeah. close to it, Jeff. Yeah, so just a lot more people. Miles, yep, I'm about 10 miles from the Continental Divide, so we're considered part of the Pacific Northwest. And okay. We, and enjoy every minute of that. So. Well, appreciate you, Jeff. You, guys have a one, you too. Have a wonderful Western morning. We'll do it. You do okay. the same, Jeff. Appreciate you very much. Buck and Cheyenne, what's up, Buck? Oh, I uh, thought I'd give you a call uh, about, we used to use dryer sheets to keep the mice and yep. stuff out of our cars. Yeah. But I found something that lasts a lot longer. What's that? Irish Spring soap. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The, the mice don't like it. No, it they a don't. It clean smell to it. Yep. And anything that smells clean, and I just take, and I don't even take the bar out of the box. I'll set the box underneath the hood someplace where I think they... Good to know. Father, and uh, it'll last for four or five years. I, I, you know what? I hadn't thought about it. It makes total sense. But it, but it works. Yeah, so the the dryer sheet, I, I as you know, has kind of a lifespan where the bar of soap won't. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea, Buck. Yeah. I like that idea very much. Yeah, they I, they don't like. I, I don't know whether I, that. That fresh smell, you know, repels them because it masks what they would normally be able to smell. Smell, but I mean, I don't think it's because they think it's clean. I just think it masks some of the other smells they're looking for, and they just don't. They just don't I think go it's there. The scent. Yeah, they just don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know either. All I know is it works. I guess uh, I should ask for a. Uh, percentage of the uh, Irish yeah you should uh, spring soap smell uh, well so here here's a thought here's a, a note and I don't know if I'm exact on this I might be a little bit low in my figures I because I can't remember if it's two miles or four miles but a mouse or a rodent of any kind you can move them that far and they still know where their nest was and you know where they urinated their nest was and so on and they know how to go back there with that scent even that far away buck I would guess four miles is probably closer. Okay, okay, there you go. Because we, you know, they would be like uh, rabbits or coyotes. Any, any, they'd be a wild animal, and any wild animal has a much better homing sense than uh, humans have. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so, I, when I read that one time, I'm like, holy cow! No wonder you can't get rid of these bloody things. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you one thing that helps with rabbits. As if you got a few fernal cats around. Very, very true. Nature is very cruel, but it solves the rabbit problem. Yep. No, you you are you're right about that. No, feral cats will will definitely do that for sure. 
and they, they'll also help your mouse problem. Yeah, no, you're well, right about that. Okay. Buck, I appreciate it very much. No, yeah, feral cats, barn cats, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, the, the key is, and, and typically for those of you that maybe don't know this, that where you're maybe out in an area where you could put a couple of, you know, barn cats or feral cats out, a lot of, of the shelters will have those types of cats to where, you know, somebody found them, they took them to the shelter or whatever the case may be. My wife's always, always uh, you know, looking for that. The one thing about feral cats that you will find also is, don't get attached because they're not. In other words, they may hang around for a year or so, and then they may be off to the next place not that long after because they won't necessarily hang near home unless you're less less they feel comfortable. They've got a place to go and so on. But they're feral. I mean, they're they're not yep. going to typically hang around the house. Well, ironically enough, Disneyland uses feral cats really for rodent control. I didn't know that. Yeah. They do. I did not know that. Makes sense. And they, <laughs> we were there one year, and they had a rat running through the park, and they throw sticky traps at them. Oh, my word. <laughs> to try to get it, huh? Yeah, and they did. They um, did, and everybody's having a heart attack. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, uh, you know, that's one thing, too, that you – not saying there's not rats out in the country, but you don't see as many rats in the country as you do in the city. Yeah. And we don't have a huge rat problem in Colorado. Yes, there's some rats around, and you see them occasionally, but we don't have them like other parts of the country do. Not Again, not, so I'm, I'm going to say that's when you say, well, i got a rat. Well, yeah, I, okay, there are rats in Colorado, yep. yes. But we don't have the rat, quote-unquote, infestation, Jeff, that you'll find in other big cities and other parts of the country and i don't know why that is that that part whether we're just not warm enough moist enough i don't know i think it's the density we don't have i mean ironically enough denver's a fairly clean city in yeah, spite of the homeless comparatively speaking yes but you're correct i think the reason new york and some of those places have it is, is it's just the density and the garbage that's around that would make sense i mean you you see the pictures on on Facebook of the rats carrying a slice yeah. of pizza down the yeah. stairs. Yeah. Uh, Brad and Littleton, you're next. Go ahead, Brad. Hey, John. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Good, good Brad. Hey, uh, quick question. I, I called early because I've got a brunch here to go to shortly. So, oh, no worries. Um, my, my question is, and this is, I was going to call your uh, your prep uh, station also. It kind of falls in those along those lines, just to let you know. What I'm looking for is a recommendation for a scanner reader, uh, in particular for uh, Toyota Prius. I was looking on Amazon at a number of different ones. Um, we got uh, Auto, Autel, Foxwell, Innova. But I'm looking for one that does a lot of different things, you know, resets, codes, um, lets me know what's going on with the car. But I'm looking for a good one. Autel. Yeah, I would buy an Autel. Autel probably does some of the best yeah. stuff. Uh, the only thing with Autel is is they'll do a lot of different things, and then all of a sudden it'll go away because the manufacturer jumps on them about, up. Oh, you reverse engineered that. Right. Now, on the older vehicles, you won't have too much of an issue yeah. there. If it's working today, it's going to work yeah. tomorrow. It's the more of the new vehicle that you're going to have an issue with. And, and again, you can buy Autel. My... my suggestion would be don't go to amazon or anything like that go to napa 
They yeah. sell the autel. Ask to see some of them they'll have in stock. Some they'll bring in for you. If they're at the warehouse, a store will bring it in, let you look at it and decide before you buy kind of a thing. But I would do the the research on Autel's site, determine which one you want to buy, then go down and buy it at Napa. You'll make as good a deal there as you will anywhere. That's great. And I'd rather give Napa the business anyway, um, you know, directly like that. Thank you. Let me, yep. ask, let me ask you this. It's, um, it's a 2010 Okay. And um, I was considering even getting a second one is to have basically kind of a parts car. I know sure. it wouldn't be for electronics, more or less. But anyway, it's just kind of looking ahead, setting myself up. I'm getting tools, um, parts, you know, stuff like that, setting them aside. So if I need them, I've got them. Plus, they'll be a little bit cheaper probably now than they will be down the road. Yes. But let me ask you this. To how much would you, do you think I need to spend? I mean, they, they go up to 15 you know, sixteen hundred dollars. You don't need really to spend that much. You you could buy a decent Autel unit for f- probably in the three to four hundred dollar range, Brad. To do everything okay. you want, and that might be even high. You might be able to find one a little cheaper than that to do what you're. I mean, again, you're not looking for, you know, any kind of diagrams or you know sine waves or anything along. You're just looking for the basic information and can you reset something at the same time. You should be able to do that for you know one fifty to three hundred in the Autel line. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, and, and cost really wasn't an issue as much as it was function. So I'll just make sure the thing I'm looking specifically for is the ABS. Um, the yeah, Prius yeah. Make sure you can read all the modules. Yes, that's a good idea. Yes. Excellent. Okay, yep. so Got to run, Brad. Appreciate it very much. Sorry, we're running out of time. That's it for Fix It Radio. If you're listening on Tuesday, thank you so much. Rush to Reason is next. This is Saturday though, and Drive Radio is right around the corner. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ five sixty. Views and opinions expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.